Welcome to another episode of Matt's Mindset Monday. Each week we focus on topics to help you master the three elements of growth and achievement, mindset, habits, and skill. The mastery in these three elements will take you anywhere you want to go in business and in life. So are you ready to change your life or hit the next level of personal and professional achievement? Join us live Mondays at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern on my Club Growth Facebook group or catch our replays 24-7 on YouTube. Let's grow together. All right. Well, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Matt's Mindset Monday. And I'm super excited for today because I have uh, a a great friend of mine and uh, entrepreneur Lee Upton. Uh, He's going to come and talk to us about the three A's. uh, And that's the how attitudes, action and adaptability will help you grow and scale any business. Um, So, Lee, um, let's just jump into this thing. Why don't you give a, a introduction of who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So my name's Lee Upton. Uh, I am an insurance agent with Kentucky Farm Bureau here in Owensboro uh, on the north side across from Reed's Orchard. Uh, I am a father of two wonderful 14-year-old children and one that is unfortunately just like me that I feel like is going to be a challenge. But uh, no, I have three great kids, uh, husbands, and uh, just uh, moved here in Owensboro about six years ago. And we've, we've kind of developed roots and have grown to love this place. And one of the things I love about Lee is, is he's very active in the community. And I see your lip sync um, back behind you. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you just got done doing lip sync you know, again, so tell us a little bit about uh, your experience in that before we, we jump into today's episode. Well, I always like to be involved in the community. I love doing things, uh, just fundraisers, giving back. And so I, I teamed up with Amanda. She asked me a few years ago to compete and to raise money. And so, you know, we took that challenge and uh, I got a team of just random group of loan officers and real estate agents and close friends of mine to, to compete. And, and so we ended up the first year we competed, we ended up winning all three trophies. Uh, we raised the most money. We won our individual battle and then we rate or we won the overall votes. And so we were really proud about that. Uh, that was in 2021. And then this past year, uh, just here recently, about a month ago, we competed again in that Royal Rumble contest where we went against the previous two-year winners. And, uh, you know, our team did fantastic. We were just so happy to compete and, and to raise money for such a great cause. And I and, uh, can't thank everyone enough for the time and effort that they put into that because uh, it's a lot of work. And, and we had a great time doing it, though. Yeah. And you know, you want to know how I know you're a great leader. Best decision you ever made was not asking me to come up on that thing. So that's how I know that you're a good well, leader. Well, I talked to Jennifer about doing it and she, you know, to see if maybe she could talk you into it. And I think she knew you weren't going to regardless. <laughs> next year. Well, tell us about, yeah, always, right? And who knows? Maybe I'll learn how to dance by then. Probably, probably not. That. But, <laughs> but um, so 
you know, you're with uh, Kentucky Farm Bureau now. You, you you have a great business. Um, we were talking as we were preparing about this kind of your your business journey. So give everybody a little bit of a background of of you know some of the businesses that you were involved in and what what kind of formulated your your mindset and your beliefs around the three A's. Yeah, absolutely. So before working for Kentucky Farm Bureau, uh, I actually worked at Enterprise. Uh, started my career there at age 26 and uh, has a great uh, employee development program. Don't know if many of you know about Enterprise Rent a Car, but their employee uh, development program is phenomenal. Uh, I ended up be, yeah, yeah. I, I ended up there for about 12 years and started in Western Kentucky, was very mobile, moved to different parts of the state. I eventually ended up in Evansville where I worked uh, under Chris Hoskins, who is now actually my current uh, agency manager with Kentucky Farm Bureau. Uh, but through that program, uh, I just learned so much about business. I learned about uh, you know it's making action steps and being able to put together a business model and uh, developing uh, you know all sorts of, of different things to help your business to grow and to be able to kind of put forth matrixes to judge you know the climate of your economy and and the seasons which your employees are in and just be able to know how to uh, successfully manage and, and run a business. And so I, I can't thank them enough for the tools they gave me because I was able to then uh, get recruited by Chris to come to Kentucky Farm Bureau uh, when he became agency manager. And then I became an agent back in 2017. And that's how that all started. But I've taken those same principles and applied it to being an agent and, uh, it, you know, it's, it's been extremely beneficial for me in, in having that experience. Yeah, I love that. I, I didn't know that you worked for Chris previously. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. A, a lot of people didn't realize that, uh, you know, they didn't know the connection and how I became uh, with Kentucky Farm Bureau. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I went ahead and decided to work for them, even though I had past experience with them. We No, we're great friends. <laughs> and, and so you know, we get along well. It's we're, we're two peas in a pod. Yeah. Well, let's dive into to your philosophies on business, which is those those three A's. So um, just kind of give us a, a little brief overview of what that is and, and what it means. Sure. Well, you know, I really like to, to put together a plan. I'm a planner. I write everything down. I want to be able to look and, and be able to judge how I'm doing. And in order to do that, I have to have some kind of guidelines to go by. And, and so I came up with three things that really kind of contribute to all aspects of life. And those were attitude, action, and adaptability. And I feel like out of those three things, you can have a lot of different subcategories fit within those three. But, uh, you know, looking throughout, whether your personal life, your business life, any of, you can apply these three things to just about anything. Uh, to where you can use them as a matrix to judge how well you're doing. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. Um, so that first one is A, right, for attitude. And one of the things yes. that I know about you is, man, it, it's one of the things that really has, has stuck with me um, ever since I first met you is you always look like you're in a great mood. Like you're always happy, you know, um, not and not like over the top happy. You just you're you're happy. You're cheerful. Uh, things like that. Are you like really always this happy? <laughs> I wish that was the case, Matt. I do. I wish that was the case. Uh, my wife would vouch 
uh, saying that I am not always in a good mood. I'm not always happy. Uh, if she could jump on here, she would probably tell you all sorts of stories, but thankfully she's not, and we'll keep it that way. But uh, no, I have bad days just like everyone else. You know, I, uh, I, I go through tough times. I face adversities. I have problems that I have to deal with. But the one thing that I've learned and have kind of grown to learn, especially within the past five to 10 years of my life, is how important it is to stay positive, even if you have to fake it. You know, because your mindset is such a powerful thing and you can control so much that goes on in your life by just staying positive. And so that has kind of been my goal is regardless of what goes on on the inside, on the outside, be positive, surround yourself with positivity, smile. And and I feel like that it helps you to be able to get through things a lot easier. Um, we talked about this earlier. You know, the one of the reasons I feel this way is you know, we discussed in our, when we met previously, just the, some of the, some of the factors that impacted my life. And, you know, my parents are a huge, huge contributor to my positivity and they probably don't even know it. Uh, but, you know, we discussed, <laughs> they, they really don't. Uh, but, you know, even as an elementary school kid, you know, I talked about how my mom used to sing to wake me up. And, and they were corny, goofy songs. It's like, time to get up this time, you know? And, and of course I would be annoyed when I woke up, but it was always positive. And so I would start my day off with something positive. And, you know, it wasn't like someone screaming at you, like, hurry up, we're late, we gotta get ready. And then you get to school and you're trying to, you know, recoup from that. And, and so I learned as I got older, how important that really was. And, and my dad was the same way. My dad was always very positive. There was really nothing that I ever faced that he was like, oh yeah, you're in trouble. It was always words of encouragement. Things like you can do it or you're strong enough to get past or you're smart enough to figure that out. You know, it was always uplifting. And, and whenever I learned how important that was and how that impacted me, then I began to use it to help others. And it was like, I wanted to be that for other people. And if I could impact them the way my parents impacted me, that meant a lot. And so I even do that at home with my kids and things is, you know, I might have a horrible day, but I'll, I'll try to come home and still be positive. If they have something they want to share with me, you know, I'm still trying to be like, yeah, I'm excited about it. Even though I might not be as excited as they want me to be, you know, I fake it just because I know the importance of that. I love that. And, you know, it's uh, interesting is right after we had lunch the other day preparing for this, uh, I was watching something, uh, probably TikTok, and I uh, saw Gary Vee talking about how his family and his mom in particular raised him. Uh, and it was very similar to what you said, like she would over praise him and celebrate him when he did the right things, like what, what he called just being a good human. Like if, if he opened a door for somebody, like she'd be like, Oh, you know, you're, you're so such a great person. I'm so glad that, that you were raised the way to, to be able to open a door. And then at the same time would highly hold him accountable to things like chores or, or schoolwork. And he even tell you, he's, he was not a good student by any means, but like, it was very interesting how that connection was made because it made me, I just had that conversation with you. And I think it is a impact when you're raised and conditioned that way. I think it makes it easier. But as we discussed, I was raised polar opposite of that. Like I was the get your butt out of bed. You're going to be late like nine out of 10 times due to my probably my own fault. I was yelled at in the morning. Right. <laughs> and but over time, I did enough 
research and was actually able to change to a somewhat more positive person. I got my moments sure, just sure. like everybody else, right? Yeah. But I, overall, I would consider myself definitely a positive person. So I know you minored in psychology. What did you really learn about mindset in general and also how you can adapt and or change mindset? Well, the biggest thing that stuck out to me is how much we actually can control our mindset. And there was a study that Stanford did. Uh, they studied twins, actually. And what they found was that only 10% of our happiness comes from situational things, from like the occurrences that happen in our life. That's only 10% of our actual happiness. And that, to me, is mind-blowing. And I'm sure you probably agree that you know, typically we think we're unhappy because either we didn't get a job or a promotion or because X, Y, Z happened in our life or, you know, and so things happen that we think is what causes us to be unhappy. And, and we can place blame on a lot of different things, but really when it comes down to it, that's only 10% of what really causes us to be happy. The other 90% actually comes from intentional added or intentional action and genetics. And so for me, I, that's encouraging knowing that I have a lot more control over my happiness than what I might think. Yeah, I love that. There was actually a, a book that I read, uh, Sean Acor. Uh, he wrote the, I can't remember the name of the book, maybe Pursuit of Happiness. Uh, but he, he, Harvard graduate, super smart guys, basically studied happiness for, for the last 15 years. And um, there was one study that was done. Uh, it was in a doctor's office and they went in and basically did a, a customer satisfaction survey of just what, how the hospital was running or that, that wing was running. And I think they scored around like a 68% satisfaction. They actually put people in place in the hallways. They weren't in the surgery rooms. Nothing changed with the procedures. They just put people in place in the hallways that were smiling and said, hello, how are you to people with a, with a big smile? And, the, and then did another survey. They did that for one month, did another survey a month later, and there was like 79% uh, satisfaction rate. And Isn't that the, amazing? The, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So like the theory is behind it is basically by putting yourself in a happy environment and or, uh, you know, being around people who, and I, I think he was saying express gratitude, um, are in a positive, encouraging environment and those types of things, it really can have an effect. Um, later on in his book and kind of what me and you were talking about is there's actual studies that if you go on a 15 minute walk, brisk 15 minute walk with somebody else and have a positive conversation that, that over the course of six months, that'll have the same amount of effect as antidepressant drugs just that by going on a walk and talking to somebody, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, don't let, I guess the story for our, our viewers and listeners is don't let, uh, you know, one item tell you whether or not you should have a good day or a good month or whatever. That's 100% in your control. Uh, you know, it's the only question is, how are you going to react to it? So my golden rule is, 24 hours. If something bad happens to me, I'll take 24 hours. I might sulk in it if it's bad enough for that 24 hours. And then once that's up, move on. Time time to move on to the next thing. And then um, practice gratitude. I'll say that too. Because, you know, you, you were talking about waking up with, uh, you know, with a song, right? Right. So for me, it's like I wake up every day and I have a certain routine of things that I do. I read, uh, I journal, uh, not a lot of journal about every other day. But one of the last things I do is after 
affirmations and gratitude. And actually my real estate team does it at, in our morning meeting. Like the power of gratitude is real. So I just, since we're talking about attitude, I had to touch base on that. Well, and I wanted to build on that, what you were saying previously, uh, just about the smiling faces and, and things that, you know, we, we talked about in, with customer service jobs, the mirror effect. And yeah. what happens is when we meet people, whether it's in a business setting or we typically mirror the other person. So if you're running a business and you have a client comes in and they're in a bad mood or they're upset or angry, oftentimes you can mirror that and make that wrong decision by mirroring their energy. And really what you could do is still be overly positive and over maybe five, 10, 15 minutes of you consistently showing empathy and being positive, they will begin to mirror you and their attitude will turn around. And I've, I've developed so many lifelong customers because of those bad situations initially that you think, oh man, this person is really upset. That turns out that you've stayed positive. You've listened to them. You've went above and beyond to where now they only want to use you. And, and those are the things that we can do just from a mindset that really make huge changes in people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the last thing that I want to touch base on that is uh, removing negativity. And, and, and the reason that I, I wanted to hear your thoughts around this is we both have a mutual friend that uh, if you ask anybody like their opinions on them, it's like, I've never heard a bad thing about the person. Like they are a great person, love spending time with them. And we were talking the other day, right. About how I don't think either of us have ever heard that person say a single negative thing about anybody else. And mm -hmm. I think that is, I truly believe that that contributes to why that person is so likable and why they're always in a good mood. It's like they have built a shelter to where negative thoughts don't even enter their head. Yes. Well, and I think I think it's impossible to just ignore negativity altogether. But I also I think it really is dependent on how we view negativity. You know, if it's you, every one of us knows people that uh, just tend to dwell in negativity. You know, unfortunately, uh, whether you're dealing with something in a negative light or they're dealing with something, they seem to be there. You know, it's it's like yeah. you might not see them for a month. If you're going through something negative, they want to be involved and want to hear about it. So, it, you know, and for me, I just want to sound my, surround myself with positivity. And it's not that I ignore the negative, but I want to make sure that the negative isn't what's the overwhelming factor in my life. And so like what you're talking about, there's people that we know on the flip side that are always positive, that you never hear them say a negative thing. You know that they deal with negative uh, experiences in their life, but they just don't allow it to control their situation. And that's yeah. uh, another part that I wanted to hit on that we discussed is like, see negativity, see adversity as opportunity, you know, and that's mm -hmm. not for that's things good. like that. When we, when we face trials and we face adversities, see that as an opportunity to grow and to be, to come out better on the other side. Uh, you know, I, I hit back on my parents and the encouragement that they gave me. And throughout my entire life, I, I've had that from them. But another encourager is my wife. She she holds me up on a pedestal that I fight to live up to every day. And I don't know why she sees me that way. I'm so thankful that she does. But I mean, she thinks that I hung the moon and, and I'm so grateful for that. But in order for me to kind of meet those expectations, uh, you know, I force myself to try to fight through adversity. So if I, if she believes that I can get through something, if my parents have always believed that I can get through something, uh, 
when I do face an adversity, that's my fuel. It's like, I want to almost use that as a way to show off like, oh, I've got a tough time in front of me. Watch how I come through it and how I end up on the other side of it. You know, I'm going to be strong and I compare it to weightlifting. You know, people that lift weights and they're do CrossFit, you know, they do it. And at the end of their, you know, training program, you look, you're like, man, they are so strong, man. Look how many, you know, pull-ups they can do or whatever. And, and there's no difference in the mental aspect of it. We, we go through tough times and we can train ourselves and our minds to get through those difficult uh, situations and push through and be stronger mentally at the end of it. And that's just as impressive, I think, as physical strength. Yeah, I love your analogy there because it made me think of something. It's uh, choose your heart, right? So it's mm -hmm. like what to what we're talking about in terms of attitude or, or mindset. It's like you can choose to be happy and that's going to be hard to do. Or you can choose to be unhappy. And guess what? That's hard also. Like just right. like, you know, you can you can choose to to be healthy and go to the gym and, and eat. And, and that's really hard to do. Or you can choose to be really unhealthy. And then that's really hard uh, because it, it typically ends in, in a bad way, right? So right. 100% in control of your choice it's just up to you on which way are you going to be and, and to your point it's um it's not about just always being happy like i don't think that's realistic right it's, no but it, i agree it's about choosing to uh what was it did you say take take adversity and, and things like that and looking at that as like okay here's an opportunity to show what i'm made of right now, right watch this and and go out and perform so um and well and i i, I I like movies. I watch movies all the time. And one of the quotes that just has stuck with me, it's Sylvester Stallone and Rocky when he's talking to his son. And uh, he's like, it's not, it ain't about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. It's just how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. And that's the truth. So you're not always happy. You, you know, it, you'd be silly to think it's always good sunshine and rainbows and good times. But in order to be successful, you take that negative, that adversity, and you see it as, hey, this is, this is a division in the road of what road am I going to take? Am I going to keep pushing forward or am I, am I going to stop? And, and another motivational speaker say, well, the pain's there already. If you keep pushing forward, the pain will eventually end. If you stop, that pain's going to be there forever because you've given up. And so yeah. I, I love that. You know, I'm motivated motivated by it every day when i think about it <clears throat> you know um i'm saying your thing like i could seriously sit here and talk mindset with you all day long <laughs> i mean i know we're both passionate about it like let's call an audible like mid mid uh podcast if you will why don't we if you're open for it why don't we just finish this out and just talk about mindset we got like six minutes left and then let's come back and revisit the other two a's uh in different episodes would you be okay yeah with that? that sounds great Okay, cool. So, um, so speaking of, of mindset, one of the things that, that I, I think is, is really huge is, and we kind of touched base on it before, is like gratitude. And um, the reason I think it's so important is because like, how do I stay mentally healthy, right? So we were talking about you and, and your, your craziness of playing basketball to this day. Right? <laughs> um, what do you do to, to, like, you have that foundation of where you were raised and, 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 and you establish that positivity and then you worked on yourself, but what are you doing to maintain that? Like, do you have like certain exercises that you go through or is it like, what are you doing? Uh, I wish that, you know, like I said, I I'm a big planner. 
Uh, I write everything down. I have goals that I set. And so um, one of the things that I have just kind of developed without even realizing I developed, and we talked about this, is I, I always have a goal to grow, but I have to have something that I want to achieve. I have to have uh, like for and I'll to try to save me from rambling, I'll I'll see someone that I might envy or or admire a trait uh, that they have. And and that's common. There's there's things that each person that we meet has that uh, we think, man, that's really that's really great of them. Or I wish I could be like that. Well, my mindset is, is why can't I be that way? You know, and so I may take a trait that they have and I will try to emulate that or figure out how is it that they achieve that. And, and I do that often. I mean, and I try to do that with just about every single person that I meet. I'm like, someone can contribute to your life. So don't take for granted those relationships you have. Uh, don't take for granted the, the random people that you meet on the streets. You know, you can you can get a lot from the people you surround yourself with. Uh, while at the same time seeing traits that, hey, I don't necessarily like, and yeah. I see myself in those traits and I need to change that, you know? Well, I think it's important that you like self-reflect so much. Like I, mm -hmm. I do this a lot as well. Um, you know, I was struggling with with something uh, just last, last week and um, I was texting back and forth with Jen about it. And I was like, you know what? I need to go journal on this. Like I just... Like that's me. It's like almost like a, a self therapy, right? Is I can, right. I, I'm so good at I know myself so well that I can identify certain things inside of me, almost like trends that might not be going in the direction that I want them to go, right? So for me, it's like, okay, I need to sit down and I need a journal. Why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? Uh, what is causing it, and what do I need to change in order to get uh, back? on path or on the trajectory that I want to go in, in regards to my own personal growth. And, and I think taking time to reflect is huge. And, you know, there's a lot of people that say, I, I don't journal because I don't know what to write about. Like literally just what's it, what keeps you up at night? Like, that's usually what I start with. And it's like, okay, last night I stayed up for an extra hour because I was worried about X, Y, Z. And then I just start writing. And over time, it's amazing how much a that relieves stress, but then B it also kind of tells you like, You'll self-discover a lot of times, what do you need to change in order for this not to be a stressor for you? Well, and it simplifies it. You know, sometimes our mind will go race in a hundred different directions because sometimes we may get overwhelmed, the stress gets to us. And so when we journal or we write things down, it allows us to simplify what is it really that is the issue. And then when we write down steps to help correct that, then it takes all the worry away of like, okay, I don't have to focus on the problem anymore. I've I've figured out what the problem is. Now I can just focus on the steps. And mm. as long as I do those steps, then everything will take care of itself. So yeah. simplifying it takes off that, that pressure. I love that. And, you know, that's a perfect segue into what we're going to make our next episode about, which is action, right? So we got to get right. our mind. This is my true belief is you got to get your mind right first. And then it's all about habits and or action. Um, and, and that's actually step two in your 3A program, if you will, is, is action, right? So give everybody right. a little teaser about um, your thoughts towards action and what we're going to talk about next time. And then we'll wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a little teaser is, you know, we uh, oftentimes we spend a, 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 a lot of time learning, studying, trying to grow our minds. Um, and that is a key foundation that we all need to do. Uh, but if we leave it there, 
then we are really, uh, really missing the, the mark. And, and I think the, the, the main thing we have to do after we learn is to put that learning into action and to actually do something other than just keep it in our head uh, and other than just sharing it on Facebook, even though that's what we're doing, you know, but uh, <laughs> part of that, it, we do have to put things into action. And hopefully we, you know, this next time we meet, we can uh, influence people and talk to people how we can do that and apply some of the things we said on attitude and uh, help them and benefit them in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's all like, for me, it's three equal pieces, right? It's mindset, habits, and skill. That's what I always go back to. I call it my success triangle and that, that habits is action. So we're going to take a deep dive on that. Uh, as we wrap up today's episode, though, uh, I always ask my guests one this one question. You know, it's you know it's coming. What is the one piece <laughs> of advice or, or philosophy that you've received that has had the biggest impact on you, either personally or professionally? It's a quote by Kobe Bryant. Actually, um, I said the biggest dreams are not fueled by belief, but are fueled by doubts. And that I didn't quite get it at first. Um, and then as I put some real thought into it, I was like, that is so, for my life anyway, that's so true because I don't always have belief that I can accomplish something. Actually, I have a lot of insecurities. Um, my wife will tell you, I'm a really kind of an insecure person. And it's that fear of failure. It's that doubt that actually drives me and motivates me more so than the belief that I can actually do it. And the good thing about that is that I'm never going to have a lack of fear. So I'm always going to have fuel, you know, and that's something that you can count on as well to where there's times that you may have disbelief in yourself. You may have insecurities. Uh, and, and if you just push those aside and focus on, I would rather not fail. So my work ethic is going to be based on me refusing to fail. Then, you know, that's, something that we'll always have. I love that because that's a true shift in, in mindset because a lot of people, uh, paralysis by analysis, like they, they feel like they're not ready. So the fear of failure will stop them from moving. And you figured out how to channel it to push you to be even better than you yeah. are. So absolutely love that. Well, hey, I really appreciate you spending time. Uh, we got through the first day. We're going to <laughs> stay tuned because I'm going to, uh, we're going to work through a schedule and we'll just make sure that we cover uh, each different A because I think the the action and then the uh, the third A also, which is adaptability, is is one of the most important parts are those two things. So um, just one final thing, if somebody was looking for some insurance or, or needed to get a hold of you in some way, shape or form, what's the best way to reach out? Yeah, uh, you can reach me a couple of different ways. You can reach me at the office phone number, which is 270-684-3227. My cell phone, which is 270-903-7733. Or my email, which is lee.upton at kyfb.com. Okay, give Lee a shout if you ever need anything insurance-wise. Uh, and stay tuned because he's going to be coming right back as a guest in the near future. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Matt's Mindset Monday. Join us again next week as we continue our journey of personal and professional development by learning the mindset, habits, and skills to reach our full potential.